Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, and Everything Entertainment this week in Minnesota, in Minneapolis particularly, has been the Super Bowl. And now we weren't there. No. Because we don't know how to how they count, you know, the scores on the pigskins. But yeah, that and we don't have thousands of dollars to blow that on a as sports well. ball game. But, but the good people news were is, there. People were there and uh we know some of them. In fact, uh my friend Kenny was there with his wife Natalie, and Kenny is on the phone with us right now. Kenny, hello. Well, hello. It's so nice to um hear from you. So you gotta be a little tired. How much sleep have you gotten? Um, I don't know, like four and a half hours. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. Are you... you at work today? No, I took the day off. Oh. And uh, we have a four year old, so he woke us up at like six. Yeah, I was yeah, going to say, you have a kid, so you really didn't take the day off. <laughs> yeah. But you and Natalie were there. Now, we got um, uh, want to find out exactly what it was like, but um, how serendipitously did you guys, uh, well, with whatever you can share, I don't know, how did you end up getting tickets to the Super Bowl? Uh, just a, a family, uh, through my family. My. Um, my brother, um, his wife, um, her uncle, had a connection, so uh, I was able to get it through there. So I really appreciated that um, quite a bit. Um, but, yeah, and the game was amazing. Um, all right, so we don't care about the sports. Yeah, it's all Kenny. the other stuff. So, like, we have, <laughs> just so you guys know, so, like, we have a group text uh, with some friends, and, like, the guys who love football were all, like, going, nah, 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 this and that, nah, nah. and I'm like, I don't care about any of this. I want to know what it was like inside the stadium yeah. during the halftime show. So what, let's go right to the, uh, cut right to the chase, Kenny. What was a halftime show like? Sure, yeah, it was, it was actually really amazing. Um, I had, a friend of mine that was also there that um, loved it so much they um, they got emotional over it with the you know the the Prince tribute and everything and kind of basing it going back on whenever he performed uh, so yeah I mean it was just from start to finish it was just amazing from setup to JT coming on um, just it was great I don't I don't really have any other words I can really explain it it was just really good. Kenny, I, one of the things that um that I think is remarkable, the people who weren't there maybe don't have that firsthand knowledge or understanding of is how quickly, I mean, for us at home, halftime starts, they do a little commentary, it cuts to a commercial, and then all of the sudden, all of a sudden, it's like stage yeah, and, it's like there and were like a bunch of people and, playing on the and field. Lighting and it's crazy. So yeah. how how impressive was it and and about how much time as you were watching it beginning to end did it take for them to get all of that up and then break it all down sure uh setting it up it took them less than 10 minutes they probably had i don't know 100 people pushing out giant uh just sections that just kind of clipped together came together um and so yeah i would say less than 10 minutes in setting up and then same thing with breaking it down um it took like like you said, just like the commercial, you literally heard some people talking for probably three to four minutes. They had a three to minute, three minute commercial, or you know, a few commercials for three minutes, and it it really worked. They had a clockwork. It, it was just it worked like clockwork. I mean, that to um, me is the most remarkable thing. You got to think that they had to practice that a couple of different times just to kind of get oh, clearly, get it done. Yeah, yeah. But then on top of that, when you also consider all of the people that were involved in the performance. And right. trying to wrangle all of those people, I feel like that's also kind of a spectacle, right? Sure, yeah, absolutely. I know for at least JT and his the entire crew that came out with him, they basically had them stationed. So it was on, like, timing and walking out. So, like, as they were getting the last pieces of the stage done, they already had him moving 
from one point to another and already like making his way towards the stage. Gosh, that's Kenny, amazing. Did, were you anywhere near um, Selfie Kid? No. So did you even see, like, like, give me perspective for like you guys, you and Natalie sitting in the stands, like how far away are you? Like, is it, um, is it hard to see what's going on? Did you have binoculars? Did not need binoculars. Um, we, uh, we were in the, the 200 level row, so kind of like the club level. Mm-hmm. Um, so, was, I mean, being able to see everything was uh, completely fine. You didn't need anything. Um, I don't remember seeing the selfie kid. Um, I probably looked away at that point in time. Um, but Natalie, she, um, she remembered and she was telling me about it on the way home. So it was really funny. Did you, um, what was, what was just like the mood like when you guys get there, you sit down, you're in, I mean, obviously this is the first time you've ever been to a Super Bowl. I'm assuming, um, it's a huge moment, you know, not just for you, but everybody that's in the stands, there's a lot of fans who are probably even more excited than you are. What was the, what was the mood like, uh, as the game started and then, you know, throughout and obviously the finish? Sure. The, the side that we were sitting on had a lot of, uh, Eagles fans, mostly Eagles fans. So they were really loud in your face but the guys we were sitting around were really nice um uh and yeah the whole time the interview just kept being um loud and just like kept you in the game even though i wasn't a part of it and didn't have any really feeling of who was going to win the game they kind of like brought you to their side of how much like how excited they were and then at the breakdown of the game i mean there were guys crying and people hugging each other that never met each other people climbing over seats to hug each other and just, it was really funny like natalie and i were sitting there like uh, should we go like do these people need some time alone <laughs> a little privacy like you felt like you were caught up that had to be crazy yeah. as as the you know they win the game because it really came down to the you know i mean it could have gone either way it came down Absolutely. to the last few moments um at that end when you know when they win was it just mayhem and bedlam for a long time Yes. Yeah. People were screaming, cursing to all get out, um, just with excitement. And then even on the field, um, as you could see probably on TV and maybe outside the screen, I mean, they were already like roping it off and getting metal, like fencing around the area so that people couldn't rush the, the field. Uh, but the whole time, yeah, it was just like these people were ecstatic and it just kind of like made you feel that way, even if you didn't have anything going on, like in the game. We're talking to Brad's friend Kenny, who was at the game last night. And uh, Kenny, I don't know if you guys covered this. I took a phone call, which was really interesting that I'm going to share with you in a moment. But how long did it take you then to get out of there? That was awful. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not gonna lie, that was the probably uh, out of, it is out of the whole night. That was the worst, um, like part of the experience because it took. I would say 45 minutes to an hour to just get out of the stadium. Wow. Oh, my gosh. And where did so you go? Did you take the light rail home, or how did you, how did you get home? No, we had um, we were fortunate enough, the friend of ours that was there, um, David and Michelle, uh, they, um, they gave us a ride. Their friend lives in Aloft, uh-huh. right there by the stadium. Mm-hmm. So they um, used one of his parking spots, and then we rode home that way. Oh, oh that's, that's, nice. that's so fortunate. So you didn't have to pay $240 for parking no last night? <laughs> no way. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's so insane. Colleen, uh, what was oh, the call okay. you just so got? this was really interesting. So um, as you probably were, you know, witnessed while you were there, Kenny, and as we noticed as we were watching, um, there were some local dance teams that, that took part. 
as well as the uh, University of Minnesota marching band that were on the field during the halftime show. And so this caller had a, uh, knew some people who were in those dance teams, and she said that she heard from them that if we felt like there was something missing, it was because there were supposed to be a lot of pyrotechnics, oh. and those did not take place. Um, oh. there, nobody's quite clear on exactly why. Maybe there was some sort of air quality thing or something like that. But the pyrotechnics never took place. And so any of that like pizzazz that we maybe would have, that would have been slightly more impressive. We didn't get to see any of that. Sure. Yeah. So you didn't see it. So that wasn't, I mean, yeah. obviously that wasn't part of it. You didn't see anything explode. Obviously. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Thankfully. Hey, um, Kenny, so for you, for you guys, was it a, uh, I almost just said a slam dunk, wrong sports analogy. Was it a home run? Was it a, a, strike. a goal? Was it a- <laughs> yeah. I mean, the experience was, a. Um, I don't think I, I couldn't trade it. I really couldn't. It was, it was amazing. Uh, again, the only thing I would have changed the entire night is if they would have been able to figure out how to let us out of that stadium a little faster. Yeah. 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 Well, Kenny, thank you so much yes. for taking time out of your very busy day recuperating. <laughs> and um, and uh, will, will we get to see you uh, at the gym later today? Yeah, yep. I'm, I will be there. Okay. Just Goals. nap nap when yeah. the child naps, okay? Yep. <laughs> yeah, we're going to go watch Jumanji, so I'm probably going to nap. There you go. Just shut those eyes. Hey, Kenny, <laughs> thanks, thanks Kenny. so much. Thank have you a, both. Have a great day. That is so cool. It's just fun to hear what it's like on the inside. I mean, I you know, I they shelled out some bucks. Uh, to see something that, you know, none of us will probably ever see in our lifetime. I mean, think about it. When are you going to go see a Super Bowl? Mm, never. Carry the one. Unless never. somebody gets you a the ticket, The 12th right? of never. Um, that is really cool. Uh, and, you know, we'll have more stories from some of the things that were going on around the Super Bowl this week. Um, we've got somebody coming up in the next hour who actually was at Jimmy Fallon. And there's a whole process to that that I think we were totally unaware of and how they ended up getting their tickets and, and what they actually got to see. That's Going to be a fascinating conversation we'll have next hour. But coming up, Super Bowl wasn't the only thing that was happening in our lives, right, Bradley? No, of course, there was television to watch. Duh. So we're going to tell you about some of that after this on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. Lori and Julie. Talk 1071 streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Um, okay, so really quickly before we tell people what TV they need to be watching, mm-hmm. did you eat anything last night? Chili. Oh, did you make chili? I yeah. Did, did you make your like regular chili recipe? No, actually, my husband made chili last night, and and he added. Uh-oh. <laughs> this is so dorky. Uh-oh. He, I think, in the past we've made it just beef, but he did half beef and half ground pork last night. Oh yeah. I'm telling you what, that really made a difference. Do you want me to blow your mind forever? I wish you would. I found a recipe because I was like, I, I miss. This is going to sound really douchey, but I miss Texas chili. Mm-hmm. And Texas chili is more like gravy mm-hmm. than like like wet tomato soupy kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Because the the chili that I grew up, this is going somewhere. Trust me, follow. I, it's okay. We're going to get to the TV in a moment. But I just wanted to share this with you. Because I think everybody had a chili experience of some kind yesterday. Mm-hmm. And... Um, uh, you know, I grew up in the Midwest eating a bunch of chili that was like lots of tomatoes, lots of beans, like everything, beans and corn mm-hmm. and peppers and onions and all this stuff. Whatever was With left ground over in beef, the fridge. You just like dumped it all yeah. in. Right. Well, I was like, I really miss Texas chili, which is just it's got lots more pepper in it. Very little tomato in it. 
Um, sometimes they don't put beans, but I like beans or whatever. But I went and found a recipe and I found this recipe and made it. And, and it was with not ground beef with chuck steak, which is like, you know, like stew meat. Right. It'll change your life forever. Really? Yeah, okay. it was really that good. So um, I don't know why I needed to tell you that. Well, do share it with me, though, because we're always looking for exciting chili experiences. Because don't you just feel like every once in a while you want a little different chili experience? Yeah, but why is that that that's the thing that we all eat when it's we easy. watch football? Is it's that easy. why? I don't know. I, mean, I just whatever. It it's not just good. football. It's like this time of year. Yes. You want super chili. Um, but it's hearty. It gives you like everything, right? You've got the meat. You've got the veggies. Oh, it sticks to the ribs yeah. for sure. Anyway. Uh, so while really you good. were eating your chili, yeah. what were you watching no, on good TV? question. Thank you. You're welcome. Nice segue. See what you did there. Mm-hmm. I want to tell you guys about a show that I think everybody's going to start binging. And I'm not the one to say this. I was um, reading an article in Vogue that says the following. Your new winter TV binge is here. And it's called, wait for it, mm-hmm. Babylon Berlin. What? What? Do that you, does not sound like anything I'd be binging. Right? Babylon Berlin. Okay. Have you, you've got the Netflix, right? Yeah. Okay, I have well, that. Well, there's, um, there's this show that blew up uh, in Germany. So go with me. Mm-hmm. Berlin, right? Yeah. And then it, it was released in the UK and it blew up in the UK. And apparently this is the largest budget TV show that uh, a German, you know, network has ever done. And uh, they just released it to Netflix. Let me give you a piece of advice. Watch it in the German with the subtitles. Don't do the dubbing. Okay. Yeah, I think that would bother me. Yeah, because people did that with, there's a show called Dark that a lot of people binged that's also German. And they were like, I don't like this because the dubbing is weird. Do it in the original German. Now. And just read the subtitles and get over yourself. I will distill it by, by saying this. It is like an American horror story series, like a Ryan Murphy series, like a like a Ryan Murphy series. Mm-hmm. With a- hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. We are all busy, and with Factor, eating fresh, never frozen, chef-crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including Calorie Smart. Protein Plus and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash btpod50 and use code btpod50 to get 50% off. That's code btpod50 at factormeals.com slash btpod50 to get 50% off. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Plot. Mm-mm. So it's very delicious and not really campy, but it's very visually dark It takes place, I'll give you the quick thumbnail, it takes place in Berlin in the 1920s. This is before the rise of Hitler, and it's that sort of like cabaret era. 
uh, when the old German state is about to crumble and things are just really dark and menacing and there's some like Soviet influence. And all I know, because I'm only about three episodes in, all I know is that there's some kind of Russian plot going on that is un- unraveling in Berlin. Mm-hmm. And there's a detective who's hot on the trail. But it's also like got this creepy, um, like naughty sex thing going on where like there's some people shooting dirty movies i mean for the 1920s but but it's like dark and it's got all this stuff and again it's got that sort of ryan murphy kind of twisty twisted yeah like there are moments where you're like oh god but it's not overbearing right anyway and so then i was reading about it because once i watch something i'm like i gotta know more about this and sure enough a lot of people think this is something that uh the world is going to binge rather soon babylon berlin yep babylon berlin i I have to be perfectly honest with you when you said the name of it i thought that's a documentary no no it's not a documentary how many episodes i think there's two seasons i don't know for sure but um i'm only three in all right hey when we come back will you because i bogarted that segment will you tell us about this is us uh i'll tell you what i can about this is us because i know that there are people who still haven't seen it what are you doing we'll tell you about this is us and we'll get to lord and lady douchebag after this on the colleen and bradley show on my talk 1071 go go my talk 1071 everything it was you Kristen, who shot jr entertainment Hey guys, Bradley here for my friends at Little Blind Spot in Hopkins and the Hunter Douglas Energy Smart Style Savings Event. You know Little Blind Spot, the place for window coverings in the Twin Cities, and for good reason. Now look, it's gray outside, it's winter. Things are pretty gloomy in Minnesota, but I can brighten up your day with some fabulous Hunter Douglas rebate news. Get this, from now until April 9th, you can get a $100 rebate on qualifying purchases of Hunter Douglas window fashions. And that includes Vignette Modern Roman shades, Sinet Cellular Roller shades, and even Duet Honeycomb shades. We have one of those in our upstairs. And we love its styling, and not only that, but it's energy efficient. How's that for brightening things up for the season? To find out more about all these products and take advantage of the rebates I just mentioned, go to mytalk1071.com, keyword, little blind spot. Limitations and restrictions apply. Ask for details. A little blind spot, we're big on service. Escape the cold and warm up with the wildlife at the Minnesota Zoo's Tropical Beach Party. Bring your kids and the beach toys and play in Minnesota's biggest indoor sandbox. Come hit the beach and explore a real indoor rainforest. All while supporting wildlife conservation. The Tropical Beach Party is happening February 17th through March 11th. Learn more at mnzoo.org. The Minnesota Zoo, celebrating 40 years of amazing. Donna Valentine with a quick but important message for you about Newgate Schools. Newgate is a local nonprofit automotive technical school dedicated to helping low-income young adults succeed in self-sufficiency. They pay nothing but get so much in return. How do you fit in? Well, if you have a vehicle you'd be willing to donate to Newgate, you'll likely get fair market value, a tax deduction, and you'll be helping to create a brighter future for Newgate students and some of the families who benefit from their automotive work. It's a really cool pay-it-forward situation that I hope you'll learn more about at Newgate School. Chris Lindahl, rule number one. When buyers negotiate, you take it on the chin. But when buyers compete, you always win. Hire the Chris Lindahl team with Remax results. When you're looking to hire somebody new, it can feel like nothing but a numbers game. How many resumes should I look at? How many interviews should I do? 
But the most important number is one. The one candidate who can help your business grow. That's why last year, hundreds of thousands of businesses used LinkedIn Jobs and say it's 40% better than traditional job boards at delivering qualified candidates. Hurry to linkedin.com slash Minneapolis today and get a $50 credit toward your first job post. Terms and conditions apply. I can't shut it down. It's going viral. This is the My Talk Now Trending Report. Interesting day on the World Wide Web. Web. All right, here's what's going on this hour. What's trending, you ask? Super Bowl, duh. Although it's for American football, the event is searched for from around the world. The Super Bowl 52 took place at U.S. Bank Stadium on February 4th. The Philadelphia Eagles defeated the New England Patriots 41-33. to Under uh, the relatively uniquely searched Super Bowl recipes by state trend, we learned that Minnesotans spent most of their time searching for chili recipes. Also trending this hour, Solo, a Star Wars story. It was the biggest movie trailer during the Super Bowl, even though it's really just a teaser for an upcoming full trailer. It may have actually been the only commercial during the game that was not online weeks before the broadcast, so it was a surprise. Solo comes out May 25th. And uh, under box office trends, Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, is back at the box office at the top. And uh, Maze Runner comes in at number two. Maze Runner, the Death Cure. It made about $10.2 million, up from 39.8 in its second week. Up to, rather, 39.8 in its second week. And new this week, at number three in the box office, Winchester. That's that haunted thriller with Helen Mirren. It made just under 9.3. And rounding out to the top four, Greatest Showman in its 7.8. That's your update for this hour. For more trends, head to mytalk1071.com. Now you know what we know. See more at mytalk1071.com. Though we didn't end this so good. But you know we had something so good. I'm wondering, can we still be friends? Can we still be friends? Doesn't have to. the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are Everything Entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That is Bradley Trainer. Hey. Okay, so I we're gonna get to This Is Us, I promise. But first, okay, I had reached out to a college friend of mine who I saw on Facebook was working as one of those stagehands that puts the stages together for Justin Timberlake, like super lickety split. Yeah. And I was like fascinated by this. I asked him if he would call in. He can, and he just did. Awesome. Nate is on the line. Hi, Hi Nate. Nate. Hey, how you doing? Really good. What a fun job you have. Uh, it actually, this was one of the best gigs I've ever had working with the uh, the local union that I'm in. Okay, so Nate, you can you give people kind of a good idea? Because all we know from our end is there's a football game happening. And then there's a yep. break, and then there's a concert happening, and then there's a break, and then there's a football game happening again. How yeah. does that happen, and how do you how do you rehearse that? Okay, so it's it's a little bit of a complicated process. First, there's a number of people who have been doing this for years, literally 
15, 20, 25 years in some cases, and they are extremely, extremely good at what they do in coming in, making sure everything is planned to the hilt, um, getting everything lined up ahead of time, making sure all the people are there. They've got a, just an incredible crew of people that they bring with. Um, where I fit in is I'm part of uh, the local uh, International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees Union, IATSE Local 13. We were hired to come in and do most of the labor for the setup through the rigging and the electrics and the carpentry and building the sets and all that stuff. So their crew trained us on how to lead groups of, they're not volunteers, they're, they're called field team members or FTMs. Mm-hmm. We're, trained in how to, we're trained in how to lead them pushing these big carts, these chunks of stage around from the loading dock of the stadium onto the field and into place and getting them all nested together and locked together. Gosh. So it's a, like a three-week process of, or four-week process of getting everything out of trucks, building it and setting it all up, getting it down into the stadium. We train with it, moving it around ourselves, and then we're taught also how to lead the groups. We get introduced to our field team members. Um, we run through it a whole bunch of times over the past span of about a week and a half. And, uh, and then the culmination is what you guys saw yesterday during the Super Bowl. So you've been basically working on this for the better part of the last month in one way yeah. or another. Yes, that's correct. That is so cool. And uh, did you? I mean, did you get to keep anything like a piece of the set or what? Come on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, actually, we're taking the set apart right now. So um, mm, some people, like some people, a couple of the field team members on my crew, they wanted the. Each cart has a number, and there's a big sign on it that's got that number on it, so they know which number they're looking at, which number is supposed to go in. Um, so a couple of my team members wanted the number signs from the cart, and they took them as they went. Oh, my gosh. But, I mean, where yeah. does all that stuff go now, Nate? Oh, so much of it is built out of this reusable truss. It's the kind of stuff you see on, on concerts and stuff that build, like, make up the, um, the lighting, sure. scaffolding structures and all that kind of stuff. It's all that same kind of stuff. It's just modular and reusable. So we've been taking it all apart. There's been a couple of things that need to go in, like we've got atomic recycling dumpsters out here. Um, that were just, you know, it's a lot of like metal and, and plywood that will just get completely reused for something else. But hmm. most of it is getting just boxed up and strapped up and put on carts, and we're going to load it in trucks over the next couple of days. Okay, let's get down to the nitty-gritty here. Uh, sure. Nate, my friend yeah. Nate from college, who uh, was helping set up the stage on the field yesterday and tear down the stage, and now is tearing it down further. Um, how close were you to Justin Timberlake? I was going to say, did you meet him? <laughs> oh, I, I wish I did. Um, no, I never got a chance to meet him, and it'd be really weird to sort of run up and be like, hi, I'm a big fan. He'd be like, security, you're out. <laughs> um, actually, he's not. He's super cool from everything that I've heard. He probably wouldn't do that at all. But, um, you know, the, the cart that I was on was actually the ramp. That, so he comes on. He sort of did the clump scene at the yeah. beginning and goes up some stairs and across a catwalk and down a ramp. I, my cart was the ramp that he got to walk down, and I was right next to it the whole time. So I was maybe six feet away from him during oh. his show. Um, so that was awesome. And, you know, like during rehearsal, he's around, he's talking to people, he's like taking Instagram shots. Like he's really a cool guy. I just, I can't say enough good things about him. He was amazing to everybody. There's 400 and some field team members and he got hot chocolate and s'mores for everybody during one of the rehearsals and just had them available on a break. Okay. That's awesome. What a guy. I mean, let's be honest. If you're a performer, the the people you're going to take care of are the ones that are wheeling your stage (laughs) around. That is going to support you as you dance on it. Smart move, Justin. Did you get to meet, you know, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, did you get to meet any celebrities or like any unique interactions or encounters during this whole process? Oh, absolutely. Well, you know, so many of the people that I got to work with are just 
super cool individuals. Um, a lot of the people who've been doing this for so long have the most amazing stories. Just on a really sort of um, short-term and superficial level, yesterday I uh, was walking down the hall and Chris Carter and Peyton Manning and all of the other um, NFL Walter Peyton Man of the Year Award recipients were walking down past me, and I was like speechless and couldn't breathe and almost wow. blacked out at all of these people <laughs> walking, you know. You know um, but uh, I actually ran into um, Dax Shepard backstage sort of by the loading dock. He was watching uh, watching the game on the TV that I was near. And I looked up and I was like, oh, my God, that's him. So, <laughs> like, I, what? I went up You're said, that I, I guy. Said, I said, are you are you Dax Shepard? He said, yeah, I am. I go, can, can I take my picture with you? He said, oh, yeah, sure, go ahead. He was cool about it, too. So. It's the best yeah, picture, but awesome. why was he watching the game on the TV and not in a you seat? Know what? I did not ask. He was hanging out with a couple other people. I think he was just like in going from one place to another place. Wow. Sort of Famous people do things differently. Yeah, man. they do. You know, they I, just, I don't even know. Yeah. They got their own rules. <laughs> yeah, you know. But, but like I said, again, he, even like he doesn't know me from anybody, and he was super cool about just like smiling and taking a picture with me. So that's so cool. I'm showing Bradley yeah. the picture right now. It's that's just so cool. And Nate, I could not be more excited for you that you got to have this experience. Awesome. I bet that this is like something you'll remember forever and tell your kids oh. about. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, well, thank you so much for sharing it with us. Not a problem. Take care, just, Nate. Yeah, absolutely. Take care. Bye. Bye. Oh, that That's was kind of cool. fun. That yeah. was my friend Nate. I haven't like I haven't seen him in forever, but uh, I went to college with Nate, and I was following along on Facebook that he was one of the people that was putting the stage together. And I've always been fascinated by that, all the elements that have to come together and so quickly in order to do a halftime show like that. Uh, and there he was, right there on the field, doing it uh, in in record cool. time. It was crazy. Okay, so every uh, I had a, at a certain point mm-hmm. to get off of Twitter last. Night. Mm-hmm. following the Super Bowl because it became very quickly the torrent of grief porn yeah. as the internet reacted to the latest episode of This Is Us. Yeah, so um, I was referring actually to the game as the This Is Us pre-show because really that was all I was waiting for was that, uh, to see that episode. This is the episode we've been waiting for since the whole darn show started. Um, and it is no secret that the father, played by Milo Ventimiglia, on This Is Us dies at some point. And for very long, we wondered how did he die? When did he die? What happened? Well, we got all the answers to that question last night. And it was, Bradley, I had to like, I had to consciously have something else to do in front of me. Why? Because I was like, I don't want to go into the deep, scary, twisty, dark, crying cryy place and sadness i don't want to feel that right now i'm not in the mood but i can't not i have to do this because i'm i can't miss this and so i just wanted to have something to distract me from it so that when it got to be too much i could put my attention on something else it was as sad as you can imagine can i ask you a question sure okay so i have not watched an episode of this is us which mm-hmm. i know makes me a cultural outlier and i'm like i should be banned and blah 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 black sheep um but so but it also affords me this wonderful vantage point to right. just be like hmm this is interesting let me watch people react to something what what is it about this particular story that's unlike any other sad story? Because it's not like TV shows haven't had sad stories sad in the story past. storylines before. What is it that's actually unique? Or is it just that, like, sort of, you know, like in North Korea, when somebody dies, 
and everybody starts crying. People, half of them don't even really know why they're crying, but they're just like, I think I'm supposed to cry right now because that's what everybody's doing. Listen, I don't cry at This Is Us often. I really don't. But what I appreciate about it or what I connect to about it, I was thinking about this this morning a little bit about why is it that we find ourselves so connected to the story, the people who watch the show. Number one, it's really well written, right? But like you said, there's been no shortage of well-written dramas, right? There's something very relatable about these characters. They are each flawed and vulnerable in a way that you don't really see very often on television. And I think people connect with them because of that vulnerability. Um, and so, and there, are, there is within each one of those characters, there is a struggle that you can identify with, regardless of where you are in life. Regardless of your socioeconomic status, regardless of your um, upbringing, regardless of your um, outlook on life, Mm -hmm. there is something about each one of those characters that you can relate to. And so when you're watching it, it is like watching people you know in this odd and strange way that like, I cannot separate those characters from the actors. It is very hard for me to see Sterling K. Brown in another role and sure. not think of him as his character on This Is Us. Um, so, and also, like, why do I put myself in that position to watch it, right? Because I think that's the other question is like, why do you watch the saddest episode ever? And well, no, like, I think kind it probably gives it? people like catharsis. It and is it, a catharsis. Yeah. And it is like, it is indicative of how your life is. Life throws you horrible, awful, scary, terrible curveballs all the time. I just usually run away from those. I mean, Jamie often reminds me it's because you have no feelings or emotions. Because you're a robot. Uh, (laughs) uh, Yeah, but you do process them usually through the uh, I don't run towards uh, opportunities to cry. Let's just put it that way. Right. And I don't think that I really do either, but I can't. It's like I cannot divorce myself from this show. It just, I don't know, it speaks to me. It just speaks to me, y'all. Okay, let's choose your own adventure here, okay, Bradley? Can we douchebag it? That's what I was wondering. If you wanted to science it or douchebag. I've heard that about you. We'll be all about the douchebag after this. All about the douche. About that douche. <laughs> when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Lori and. our D-bags long enough, and now we are going to get to those D-bags on the Colleen and Bradley Show on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, and now, with no further ado, these are your D-bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. I would like to give my D-bag today to all of the fans of the Philadelphia Eagles 
who were rioting in the streets. Oh, God. I, I Listen, I will just never, ever in my life understand this reaction to a celebratory occasion. Now, we did get an email from somebody who said, if you think that that is bad, don't forget that this has happened in our very city. Right? I know. Again, I will just say, I don't care what city it's in, I don't understand this reaction to an exciting celebratory event. Things like, I should not have to read a headline that says, uh, cars, windows smashed, cars flipped, and fires set. How Philadelphia descended into chaos as tens of thousands of jubilant Eagles fans swarmed the streets to celebrate the shock Super Bowl victory. I don't get it. I just don't understand. Couple, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say it's a different, uh, it's a different culture over there in Philadelphia. It, it just is. Now, can I play? I want to play this because I also think we need to hear this moment that happened uh, at at the Super Bowl when the Patriots took the took the field. Um, there was uh, an interesting sound that came from the fans of the uh, opposing team. And uh, the Eagles. Hold on, now I can't find it. Shoot, they booed when they went on stage or on yeah, stage they were on the field. On stage, yeah, it's a sports game. for the big sports show. Um, <laughs> did you also see this video? Somebody sent it to me on Twitter of an Eagles fan uh, getting his money's worth by ripping a chair out of the stadium and trying to check it at coat check. Our stadium. Yeah. Yeah, so he has this um, seat, a foldable seat that he's no. ripped out of uh, the stadium, puts it under his coat, and then checks it in coat check. Like, there's straight-up video of him um, doing this. It's hilarious. Stop. Hopefully that he was captured. That is not okay. Okay, here is the... here. I found the audio. Here is the audio of the fans booing when the Patriots took the field uh, last night at Super Bowl 52. It's not going to play. Okay, forget it. Bye. I'm not going to be able to play that. We get it. They booed. They were. They oh, were... I'll just do it. Hold on. Boo! <laughs> okay. The one thing I have learned is that Philadelphia fans are very vocal in their opposition, whereas oh, Minnesota yeah. fans will just um, throw their hands up the, at the first whiff of something going south. Mm-hmm. These fans will light things Stay on fire regardless. Oh, I have friends who lived in, in Philly, and they said... That when we played them, when the Vikings played them, they said here, they said they're going to riot or no, when we were there, they're going to riot whether they win oh, yeah. or they're gonna, or whether they lose. It doesn't matter. Um, this story might make ladies everywhere riot because my douchebag today, Doritos. What? Did you see this story? Mm-mm. Oh, my God. Did I wait? I got to look. Doritos to make lady friendly chips. I- what is a lady friendly oh, just chip? wait it gets so much better dorito oh i thought gosh. this clearly this has to be an onion article no chips that don't crunch for women which i would just like to point out if they don't crunch they're not chips global chief exec exec indra Nuyi, and that's of pepsico who of course makes uh doritos 
says the following. Although women love to crunch crisps, loudly lick their fingers and pour crumbs from the bag into their mouth afterwards, they prefer to not do so in public. You watch a lot of these young guys eat chips. They love their Doritos. They lick their fingers with glee. When they reach the bottom of the bag, they pour the little broken pieces into their mouth because they don't want to lose the taste or the flavor. Women would love to do the same, but they don't. They don't like to crunch too loudly in public, and they don't like to lick their fingers. Now, get this. She goes on, and trust me, we're getting somewhere. It's not a male and female as much as are there snacks for women that can be designed and packaged differently? Yes, we're looking at it, and we're getting ready to launch a bunch of them soon. Would you like to know what Lady Doritos will be like? Jeez. Fine. These low-crunch, triangular snacks will even come in specially designed packages designed to fit in women's handbags. Jeez. Excuse me, please. This is the most sexy. Legitimately? I I really want some Doritos, but I can't crunch. Men will judge me. I am seriously legitimately irritated right now. I a woman who doesn't eat Doritos because she can't crunch in public. This is not Saudi Arabia. Are you aware that Indra Nui is a woman? Oh, yeah. Oh, I was like, this cannot be the work of a woman. Oh, no. No, it is. No, it is. It's the work of, Mm -hmm. to be fair, a uh, multinational corporation, which, you know, sometimes you get too many people in a room and they think brilliant things that are not actually brilliant. So again, I just want you to understand something. Lady Doritos are on their way, and anybody in their right mind that thinks that's going to work in the United States is sorely mistaken. I don't know about other countries. Maybe they got some issues. Lady Doritos. I'm sorry, you can't no. be bothered to crunch. Did you get your special purse packs so that you can have your tampons and your specially designed oh, you know crunchless Bradley, Doritos? I'm so glad you brought that up. Perhaps we should send them a nice little tweet and let them know maybe you want to package those with a tampon that comes alongside it, right? It's a whole PMS pack. Oh, yeah. You get the tampon and the snack. And you can throw in one of those Lady Bic pens. Oh, my gosh. And you are just ready to go. Because women need their own pens? Yes. Are you kidding? This is nauseating. I I thought this this had to be a joke, and I will tell you that Lady Doritos is now trending on Twitter uh, because, of course... Women can't crunch. But they are. Tell me that like the majority. Nobody is like, this is a great idea. I've really always wanted Lady Doritos. No. Uh, Somebody said, um, I'm just reading some random tweets. Lady Doritos is what happens when there aren't enough women at the table. And then the one woman who is there enjoys watching the misogynistic ass who thinks he's a feminist torch his career with the idea of Lady Doritos. Wow, she had some thoughts. (laughs) Will, here we go. Will Lady Doritos come in womanly flavors like nacho salary and moderately cool ranch home and sour cream and oppression? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, this is awesome. Oh my God. Okay, well, uh, oh, listen, look at this. Lady Doritos has its own Twitter handle now. Oh, I'm sure. I love that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, if you'd like to, uh, you know, read more about the misogyny that's alive and well at Dorito Land. Lady Doritos. Lady Doritos. Lady Doritos. <laughs> All right. It's a song. Does that mean I can't eat any man Doritos? Like, if I'm eating no, man Doritos, what does that eat... say about me? No, it says that you're a proper lady if you No, what if you're a man Doritos? and you eat Lady Doritos? No, that means you're a homosexual. No, you're worse. You're a lady boy. <laughs> 
I don't know. It's so dumb. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. Lady Fritos. What do you think about Justin's Prince tribute? Give us everything. Yeah. Well, you know, that's just.